Welcome to ABC News Live. Our top story this morning, we are following Michael. Now a tropical storm going through the Carolinas, uh, but the storm was packing some powerful hurricane force winds as it passed through Florida and Georgia, leaving a path of destruction behind. We have team coverage this morning, but first, here are your headlines. The president says he's demanding answers from Saudi Arabia on the disappearance of a Washington Post reporter. Jamal Khashoggi was last seen going into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. It's a very sad situation. It's a very bad situation. And we want to get to the bottom of it. Do you think he's dead? I, I don't want to make, I don't want to say that. I hope he's not. An American and a Russian on a Russian rocket ride to the International Space Station had to abort early this morning after the booster failed a minute into the flight. In the last hour on NASA TV. They have landed uh, in a ballistic landing. Uh, the crew is in communications with the rescue forces and are in good condition. After an emergency landing in Kazakhstan. The FBI arresting Paul Rosenfeld in Rockland County, New York, accusing him of planning to detonate a bomb on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. on Election Day. Authorities say they found what appears to be a functional 200-pound explosive device in the basement of his home. Memorials are starting today for some of the 20 victims of the limo crash in upstate New York. The son of the limo company's owner has been charged with criminally negligent homicide. First Lady Melania Trump speaking exclusively with ABC News Chief National Correspondent Tom Yama says she supports the Me Too movement. I support the women and they need to be heard. We need to support them and, you know, also men, not just women. Apple is now set to launch its own video service. It'll feature original shows as well as other programs and anything produced by Apple will be free to Apple device owners. Welcome back to ABC News Live. We begin with Michael this morning. Now a tropical storm barreling through the Carolinas. The storm made landfall as a Category 4, packing the most powerful winds and the most powerful storm that the U.S. has seen in nearly 50 years. Just to give you an idea, Florida's capital, Tallahassee, despite being 25 miles inland, was still hard hit by the storm. And Victor Okendo is there this morning. Victor, Tallahassee was hard hit, but still... The area is taking in thousands of evacuees from even harder hit areas. How's that working out? Well, Diane, we definitely took, you know, a strong hit from Hurricane Michael, but that said, it does feel like we definitely dodged the brunt of it here in, in a way, kind of dodging a bullet. They were about 1300 people in shelters. They're going to keep those shelters open for, for folks in those harder hit areas because they know they're going to need, you know, some place to stay. The major concern here in Tallahassee all along, well, just take a look right here behind me. These down trees, there are thousands of down trees in the city just like this one. This massive one came down right on top of that car. And just to make matters worse for people here in this neighborhood, take a look right beyond that tree past the parking lot. And there are three more big down trees just across the way there. So everyone whose car is parked in between right now, they're stuck. They will not be going anywhere anytime soon. This is one of so many neighborhoods in Tallahassee without power right now. At least 100,000 customers in Tallahassee, well, in this county alone right now without power. So that's the big push today 
the cleanup and the recovery efforts. Uh, there are at least 220 uh, crews that will just be working on clearing out the debris from roadways. Some 200 roads in this area were blocked by, you know, fallen trees. So you'll have those crews out there clearing the roads and they're partnered up with utility crews are going to start working on getting the power back to folks the ones here in this neighborhood right now without power. Yeah, quite a few will be in the dark tonight. Victor, I know you were with the mayor last night. What did he have to say? So we rode along with Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum last night as he made his initial damage assessment and he checked on some of the residents in the harder hit areas here in Tallahassee. He's eager to get his city back up and running. He knows that there's a lot of work that needs to be done and because it was so early on, the storm had just passed when we went up with him. He was a little hesitant to give us any exact numbers or figures, but he did say he hopes that within 24 to 48 hours, they can restore power to the majority of the city. So that's going to be the big push today, Diane. Now it looks like one of those women he's talking to offered him cookies. I mean, that's how you weather a storm. It was actually an incredibly sweet moment. As the mayor pulled up, he was with a small crew. He walked right up to this homeowner, this lady who came outside in a nightgown and just said, look, we've lost power a few hours ago, but I made these cookies before. Uh, they're for anyone who comes by. We know that there's a lot of work to be done here. So these are for those workers. Mayor, please have one. He was happy to take one and he actually pointed her right over at his crew. Uh, he was with a veteran who's been on the job for 30 plus years. He's seen plenty of storms like this one. It was quite a moment to see. It's, it's those types of things you see once a storm passes the community really coming together and that's by the way what we're starting to see here too at this neighborhood i mentioned those trees that are blocking the other side of this parking lot well it does look like some people uh, not long ago showed up with their own power tools and supplies even saws to try to break up some of those trees so they're trying to take some of the, this work into their own hands as well yeah that's the highlight in times like this is when you see people really coming together and we show what we are truly made of victor kendo there in tallahassee florida victor thanks and we were talking about how Tallahassee is taking in evacuees from harder hit areas. One of those harder hit areas is Panama City, Florida, one of the first areas hit by this storm. They have never seen a Category 4 before. Maggie Ruley is there in Panama City. Uh, Maggie, I know lots of people in that area are waking up to just total destruction. Dan, you're right. Ourselves, we've been out here since early in the morning. We first got out here, it was pitch dark, hard to know what we were really going to encounter. And now that the sun has risen here, it's actually a beautiful day out, but it's kind of a weird scenario because the sun is out, it's shining, but it's giving us this first look at the destruction. And just outside our hotel, only about a block away, we're already seeing uh, downed power lines, downed trees. That right there, that's why the power is out. You know, pretty much everywhere here in this region has lost power. We lost power yesterday, and I just spoke to the hotel manager he was saying he doesn't know when it's going to be back on he can't really get in touch with anyone they don't have a backup generator uh, the water at our hotel is also out right now so everyone's just kind of waiting and uh, we know that we're not alone in this right now Again, mostly everyone here in this region is without electricity, many without water, and many are in worse situations than us. This hotel was only built two years ago, so they've never really uh, had to withstand a hurricane before, uh, but it held up fairly strong. And unfortunately, when we see some of the devastation for places that weren't as uh, ready for a storm like this hotel was, uh, it's just been devastating to see, Diane. Yeah, we're seeing some video uh, coming out of that Panhandle area, and I mean, it looks like blocks in some cases were just completely flattened. Hard to believe this all happened so quickly, really. And Maggie, I wonder what was it like during the peak of this storm there? 
Well, you mentioned those flattened blocks and, and during the peak of the storm that that raw power, you can see how it devastated those areas. Uh, the storm came through us right here in Panama City Beach and we were out here for the eye wall. And, uh, you know, Diane, I have to say everyone was sort of out here um, in the rain, in the storm. A lot of uh, of the other reporters here have been in multiple hurricanes before. So at first people were ready to brave the elements. And then when that eye wall came, Everyone freaked out a little bit. Pretty soon everyone was inside the hotel um, hunkering in. We were sort of on the edge trying to get a glimpse of the storm, but no one was taking any chances. The winds were intense. They were dangerous. We saw signs flying, debris flying. Uh, we had paneling fly off the side of our hotel. So uh, people took the storm seriously. Even people that have weathered very heavy storms in the past, they were all inside. And there was kind of an eerie moment where all of a sudden we were in the middle of a live shot and everything just went out. A cell tower had crashed and all of a sudden you saw everyone kind of just take this collective gas because we had already been out of power and then you lose that cell service and you really realize how cut off you are from the rest of the world. I'm only able to talk to you right now because miraculously one cell tower is left for T-Mobile, believe it or not. So thanks to one cell tower from T-Mobile, we are able to talk to you right now. But out of our uh, entire crew here, we only have one phone, so uh, resources are really limited. All right, well, we'll take what we can get. And Maggie, I'm wondering, how are the people there doing now? Yeah. Well, you know, we just heard from Victor when they come together, as he was saying in Tallahassee. It's been the same thing uh, here, what we've been seeing. Uh, many people coming together, even offering us snacks, making sure we were taken care of. I mentioned the, the water was out in our hotel, but there's water still on the first floor. So people set up actually a communal bathroom to shower in. You know, sometimes it's the little things that really matter. But as you were saying, it's times like these where everyone seems to come together. And I think the biggest concern now is uh, while everyone's ready to lean on each other, we don't really know what the situation going to be just yet. You know, some of these areas were so hard hit that first responders are just getting to them. This morning we saw line after line of National Guard and fuel trucks and police cars finally getting to those hard hit areas. And so unfortunately, um, while we hope many of them were evacuated, we're just starting to figure out how badly hit they really were. Yeah. All right. Maggie Ruley there from Panama City, Florida. Uh, Maggie, thank you so much. Uh, we're also uh, going over to Alex Finney of WPLG. He is also in Panama City, giving us a firsthand look of some of that damage that you just heard Maggie talking about. Alex? Panama City, we know, just got devastated by Hurricane Michael, and this road tucked away right over the bridge. You can see it really just paints a very clear picture for you. This home here, just covered in trees, but miraculously, no severe damage, just some leaking. But look down the road here. I mean, residents at this point, what they're dealing with is the fact that they cannot get out. The only way that they can get in and out of this area here is by walking. Uh, we know that Panama City really got shook hard. You have the hotel that collapsed in this area, as well as literally a home that just got lifted off of its foundation. You can see here what looks to be a roof from another area just blown onto this property here. And it's really indicative of what we've been seeing all across the Florida Panhandle. We spoke with uh, the owner of this home here, Dale, who's been living here since February. Crazy, crazy images. Take a look at this right here as he's working to fix this, um, he's working to fix this grill here to feed people because right now there's no power. Power's out everywhere at this point. But here, this used to be his garage port completely blown off. That porta potty that you see there, it blew from the other side of the street where there was a construction facility, really speaking to just the velocity of the wind speeds. Over towards the back here, you can see this oak tree 
Dale was telling us that he, along with his wife and his pregnant daughter, were literally hiding in the kitchen, trying to stay safe from the storm when that tree just came crashing through that area, narrowly killing them, as a matter of fact. Thankfully, they are still alive and everyone is doing okay. But now the cleanup in this area continues. We know that all across the Florida Panhandle, we have several crews that are either making their way here or they are already here working to restore power to the hundreds of thousands of people that have lost it. We know search and rescue crews from all across uh, several regions here in Florida are descending across are descending on the Gulf Coast to help out with those recovery efforts. But again, right up with this street, not too far, this Exxon gas station unrecognizable, as well as several other areas. It is a devastating situation out here. This category four storm took so many people by surprise because in this area, they are not used to dealing with a storm of this magnitude. The last time they had to deal with something like this was a category three. That was Hurricane Opal back in the 90s. And now this, it has made an impact here. It is a historic storm and it is going to take quite some time to pick the pieces back up. In Panama City, Alex Finney. Alex, thank you. And remember, this storm is still going. Michael, now a tropical storm is barreling through the Carolinas. Eva Pilgrim is in Charleston, South Carolina this morning. And Eva, I know your area wasn't as hard hit as expected, but one of the big concerns is that all of these areas suffered major hits from Florence just a month ago, and they're still recovering. That's exactly right. The storm's already moved through this area. It's moving pretty quickly at this point. But Michael is now moving in the same areas that Florence, Hurricane Florence, did just a few weeks ago. And a lot of those areas were inundated with rain. We saw all that flooding. I remember talking to you as we were standing in some of those flood zones in North Carolina. They are seeing that rain now just getting dumped on. Uh, there is a threat for life-threatening flash flooding from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way up to Richmond, Virginia. And the governor of North Carolina today coming out and saying that this storm, as battered as it is and the remnants of it, it's actually adding insult to injury because these areas are still trying to recover from Hurricane Florence. He reported that they are already doing water rescues because of flooding in the western part of North Carolina. And so as this storm moves through, there are a lot of people just waiting and hoping that it goes faster and doesn't dump as much rain. But they're calling for as much as nine inches of rain in parts of North Carolina and Virginia. And it really is a wait and see situation to see how much rain they get and exactly where it falls, but there's not much room for this water to go anywhere in some of those areas because the ground is already so saturated, Diane. Yeah, this definitely feels like the last thing they needed, and that's uh, kind of where the good also becomes the bad. You know, this was a fast-moving storm, which means the areas along the coastline weren't as hard hit as they could have been had it hovered, but it's moving so quickly that even as far north as the Carolinas, it is still packing quite a punch. Absolutely. And, and a lot of those areas, you know, they had such severe flooding during Hurricane Florence. You know, those people are just beginning the recovery process. And a lot of that flooding happened for days and days. They were underwater for almost a week, some of those homes. And so uh, you, this is literally the last thing that they wanted to see coming their direction. All right. Diane. Eva Pilgrim from Charleston, South Carolina. Eva, thanks.
And finally, we want to get over to Georgia, which was another hard-hit area by the storm. The president has just signed an emergency declaration for the state. This was the strongest storm to hit Georgia in more than 100 years. Steve Osinsami is in Macon, Georgia, with the latest on that. And Steve, it's quite a different scene now to what it was overnight. Hello, Diane. We are hearing of hundreds upon hundreds of damage reports. And just to give you a sense of how massive of an area we're talking about, you know, this storm came in through, of course, the Florida Panhandle right before the Florida-Georgia line. In Georgia, the damage starts at the Florida line. That's where it's the most intense. It continues north to where we are in Macon and then continues northeast of here. That's how far across the damage stretches across much of the state. We're hearing reports of hundreds of trees on top of roads, trees on top of homes. Uh, we're about to go check out uh, some tornado damage not far from here, about 30 miles away in Roberta, Georgia. We're also hearing of tornado damage in Perry, Georgia. Uh, some of these small little towns that have been hit really hard. And, and that's something that I think people need to be aware that we're talking about here. Up until you get to Macon or Atlanta further north, we are talking about really small country towns um, that fill all central and southern Georgia, uh, rural communities, lots of farmland, and it's going to be really difficult getting around today uh, because so many roads are blocked with trees and um, it's, 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 there are going to be a lot of people out trying to clear the roads and clear the debris. Uh, there are also many people without power. The last numbers that I looked at had more people without power in Georgia than in Florida because again we're talking about small rural communities uh, that are really going to be hard to get to today. Authorities are encouraging residents to stay off the road, stay in their homes, not to go out and look as they often do in storms like this because that's what slows the cleanup effort and the power restoration effort. Uh, we are right now at um, a hotel uh, that we camped out during the storm and we were up all night, you know, experiencing the storm firsthand. But we're at a hotel where Georgia Power, the power company here, had dozens upon dozens of utility trucks that were parked here and they're already gone. Uh, they left before the sun came up and got on this highway and headed in both directions uh, to begin the cleanup work, to begin the power restoration, which is going to be the big effort today. And they're warning people, of course, that they could be out of power for a few days. But I got to tell you, it was quite a sight to see all of these trucks take off all at once. And so today, of course, is going to be cleanup for many, many families who are in the storm zone. And of course, there are some families who are still experiencing it today as well. I'm Steve Osinsami. Diane, back to you. Steve, thanks. Definitely a lot of cleanup work ahead. Hopefully good news in the forecast. Let's find out. Melissa Griffin is in our weather center with the latest update. Melissa? Hi, Diane. So we have some good news. We have some bad news. The good news is that uh, Tropical Storm Michael is racing, moving very quickly now at 23 miles per hour, but there are some st threats still, and that's in the form of flash flooding and tornadoes. So let me take you right to the map and to the latest national hurricane um, update. 
50 miles per hour, still a tropical storm. Like I said, it is racing and it's racing fast. So right now, currently over the uh, right near Charlotte, Charlotte uh, North Carolina, on the South Carolina, North Carolina border there, it's supposed to remain a tropical storm as it moves quickly across North Carolina throughout the day today near Norfolk by 8 p.m. tonight, and then it races off the coast overnight into Friday morning. But we still have these problems with Tropical Storm Michael, tornado watch now in effect. For parts of North Carolina up through Virginia, we could see isolated tornadoes through this afternoon into the evening there as the bands of Tropical Storm Michael continue to lash these areas. We still have Tropical Storm warnings in effect because some of those gusts could still reach Tropical Storm Force. Very heavy rain, gusty winds still happening across the Carolinas. But I want to time it out for you and show you exactly what's going on because there's a separate system moving in. That's that cold front coming in from the west. It's going to help steer Michael off the coast, but it's also going to squeeze in extra moisture and bring more rain to the coast. So we have heavy rain across parts of the mid-Atlantic from Raleigh up through D.C. by 5 o'clock. Really heavy rain moving through Virginia into the mid-Atlantic. Maryland, Delaware getting in on that, even up through New York City and Boston. Overnight, that front is going to continue to keep Michael slightly off the coast, but we're still going to see a lot of heavy rain from New York City up through Long Island, even into Boston by Friday morning. And you can see Michael merges with that front and it will push off by Friday morning, but we have these flash flood watches in effect from Georgia all the way up through Vermont. We're going to see heavy, heavy rain, especially in parts of the Carolinas. Like Eva said, this is where they really don't need it. Six to up to nine inches of rain is possible for parts of North Carolina up into Virginia. We can see up to four to six inches up even through New Jersey. This heavy rain is coming today into tomorrow morning, so we're going to have to watch it very closely as Michael continues to lash the Carolinas. We still have that heavy rain going right now, and it's going to continue. We have you do watch for flash flooding and isolated tornadoes over at least the next 18 to 24 hours. Right. Diane. Still not completely out of it. Mel Griffin from the Weather Center. Thanks, Melissa. And finally, we just want to thank all of our reporters and crews out there in the storm zone, often putting themselves in harm's way to bring us a firsthand look at the destruction and the stories of the people there now in such grave need. And we wanted to show you some of the most compelling moments from their coverage. My ears have been popping for a half hour. I'm not standing outside because I can't, and I won't, because it is just too dangerous. We have seen debris flying, pieces of homes, um, certainly huge. You can hear it. I mean, just take a listen to that, that incredible roar. Look, we've had to step away from the door because debris is flying so close to our hotel. That. You see that right there. It looks so much like the, the, the hurricane I always describe to people, and that is a washing machine. You have all of this water, you have all of this wind, and you can't see anything. Just 20 minutes ago, I was able to see the homes right across. I have no idea if they are there still. I just saw something I have never seen in real life. I saw an entire home taken off of its foundation and rolled down the street. That is the type of storm surge we're talking about right here in Mexico City at this moment. You can't see it, but we could just start to make out, and I saw the roof on its side um, rolling down the street. My heart is racing. I, again, have never seen something like a, an entire home, a well-built home, rolling down the street. We just watched that happen in real time. And I'll tell you right now, it makes you shake. We are seeing the brunt of the, of the most dangerous part of the storm begin to move in. Trees are coming down in front of us. Power lines have come down. And I just want you to, to hear what it sounds like standing out here, just the sheer force of this. Listen to this. It's going to go. It's going to go. You can see the roof of the hotel that we had been standing out there. That was the shelter. 
for a Category 4 hurricane. That has now come down on those SUVs. Just the stunning amount of damage. I mean, it's almost apocalyptic. Those are the roads, the streets surrounding the hotel, completely covered in water. Oh, my goodness. They fell from the ceiling. Oh, my There's four of them here. And they came crashing down when, yeah, when, when the roof came. <laughs> when the ceiling fell, they fell. When the ceiling fell, I seen something. I said, ah, oh, Dave, that was something like that. It was a, yeah. Then that was, then that was another one. And then had, then and he had, said, there's one more up there, the tail up there. So yeah, that's, 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 that's the one that's real wet, that, that fell in the bucket of water when oh, we had kissing the water. He or she is really scared and yeah. looks to be the right of the I was to try to find him something to something to eat or drink. Oh, these poor babies. Mm -hmm. Look at that. They survived Hurricane Michael. Anybody looking for a pet kitten? There are four available in Florida. Rob made a plea this morning on GMA. I'm guessing they will be snapped up quite quickly. But again, our thanks to all of our correspondents, not just the ones you saw in that video, but all the ones that have helped us throughout the course of the week. And to all of you in the storm zone, please stay safe and know that help is on the way. That does it for us today at ABC News Live. Remember, you can check your headlines all day long at abcnews.com or at your ABC News app. For ABC News Live, I'm Diane Macedo. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great day.